episode 21 Midwest Baseball Rings podcast right back at you here presented by Joey's Red Hots you know all about them Joey's Red Hots best hot dogs in the land best pizza in the land best everything in the land best prices in the land man if you guys haven't checked out Joey's Red Hots yet please go check them out look up their menu at joeysredhots.com get all your catering needs get your food trucks whatever you guys need stop in the locations uh, my favorite is the Orland location which has the hot dog joint um, and right next to so it's got the pizza joint and the gelato joint right there too you got everything right there for you go check them out because there's plenty for you get my personal favorite um either the euro burger or a breaded steak get some pizza whatever you guys want but joeysredhots.com go check them out right away All right, everybody, episode 21, Midwest Baseball Rinks podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, on our website, MidwestBaseballRinks.com. Welcome back, episode 21. Andrew, what's going on, man? How are we doing tonight? Not much, man. We're doing good. One one more day closer to baseball season, baby. One more day. <laughs> right. Every time you hear our voice on a podcast, you're another week closer to getting on the field, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's right, man. It, the snow's melting up here. It's now turned to ice at night, so it's it's one more day closer. That's all I'm going to say. Everyone's like, I, I don't even want to listen to Jim and Andrew, but I just know like, I'm one week closer if I turn on their episode, right? <laughs> Well, I hope that's not true. I, of course, my wife would probably agree with you. I'm tired of listening to me. Oh, so. 100%. 100%. I'm with you on that. Yeah, that's a no-brainer. Probably for all of us coaches and uh, dads out there. Maybe the moms the other way. Maybe the dads are sick of the moms and everything. You know how it is. Uh, easy with that one. Easy there. That's, yeah, that's, a, a, that's a slippery slope there. Yeah, we're going to have to go back and edit that one. <laughs> oh, man. But lots of talk about man lots to talk about as you said you know getting closer uh, a lot of stuff is you know ramping up here you know we got our tournaments going on coming up soon um, we just released a, a showcase coming up uh, March 26th which is Saturday uh, over in Itasca Illinois so I did want to touch upon that a little bit uh, Midwest Baseball Rinks and Beastment combined uh, we're throwing our first showcase and uh, it's gonna be an awesome time man I mean you know you talked to Patrick we had, the, had, him, had him on what was it about a month ago um yeah, just a good which dude. is crazy to think about man a whole month uh, right right <laughs> it seems so long ago but it seems so close as well right i know, you know it, it's crazy it, it it is man it's it's been a good time but it's it's now time to get started talk about that showcase a little bit man what do you guys what what are we doing out there for for all of our baseball players in that thing. Yeah, I'm excited. You know, so ages 9 to 13, which is, you know, our been our focus that, um, you know, early ages up until high school. So we're going to bring you out and, you know, we're going to have showcase teams, Midwest Baseball Ring showcase teams. We're going to do three tournaments um, after the season. We're for sure going to New Year's Baseball Fest in Florida again, which um, our 11U team, 
lost in the uh, gold championship this past year. So we're going to bring a team at every age. We're also going to uh, target two uh, down south tournaments in addition. So this gives you a first-hand look to be in front of, you know, the coaches, in front of the scouts, um, have your metrics and everything. But we're going to be doing all the metrics, hitting exit velocity, pitching velocity, speed times, infield, outfield work, some pitching work, some catching work. Um, but it's not just that, too. So you sign up, and you're going to get, you know, a player interview. You're going to get some pictures done. You're going to get all you're going to get all your stats. So we're not just keeping from ourselves. You're going to get that. We're going to post some videos uh, on our socials, on our YouTube once we get that rolling. Um, and then you get a Beastman OG card, which, you know, NFT world, you know, Patrick and his Beastman team are doing an awesome job over there. So not only, you're getting all this, and it's $150. And if you sign up... Uh, so this episode's released on Thursday. If you sign up by Thursday night, you'll get fifty dollars off to be exact. What we're cutting oh, it to ninety nine. Hey. Yeah, that extra dollar, man. <laughs> hey. <laughs> so ninety nine dollars through Thursday night. So you got some time here to go sign up. But and then we uh, release it back up to one hundred fifty dollars. But uh, slots are limited. I think we're only taking one hundred and twenty kids max. And uh, you know, we've gotten some good signups already. We got a couple different states already signed up. Uh, so glad to see people traveling for it. And and uh, I'm just excited to get out there and see all these kids, man. And, you know, we've been getting questions. How how do we go about picking uh, showcase teams? And is there going to be more ages? And that's exactly what we're doing here. So, you know, we've been focused on that one age group. Now we're going to expand it. Uh, so we're going to have 10U, 11U, 12U, 13U. Um, you know, I'm excited to see these kids, man. I, you know, get around and see different states, new kids and everything. That's what it's all about. Yeah, it's going to be a good time for those kids, and and moreover, it's it's supposed to just be fun for them. So, you know, get out there, get your metrics done. We have a really good guest coming up in the future here that talks about metrics a little bit. So, just a little spoiler alert there for you to get you guys come back and listen and everything. But you know, and he coaches at the high school level, so you know, it, it's it's the new age it's it, this is what it is it's not just the eye test anymore it's not just do you hear the sound coming off of the bat differently do you do you hear the pop of the mitt differently it is it's very much in the metric world and whether you agree with it or not these these coaches are now starting to lean towards a metric side at the major league level at the college level at the high school level and that's just it's it's what it is me personally 100% honesty, I don't really agree with that. I like the old school version of it. I do. I think the NFT stuff is super cool. And my kids got his NFT and I think it's awesome. But, you know, I, I think that there is something to the pop of the mitt and the sound of the bat and, and everything and the eye test that the computer just can't read. However, you learn and adapt. And that's what we're doing here. And, and I think it's going to be an awesome, awesome time for for uh for those kids yeah and you, you nailed it too so it's not just about the metrics you know that's what we're going to have on on hand you know coaches and scouts people that are going to be coaching these teams they're going to be on hand to see too because yeah like you said all you may have a bad day and the metrics don't line but something you may see something else in there um so that's important to see and you know again we're doing these showcases at a young age and you know it's only going to be you're only going to be that we're doing a three-hour time span and you're going to be in there for your set time slot that you're going to get and you're going to get out of that 
there and it's like hey we're not messing around this is what you're coming to do you're going to have some fun but also you're going to be prepared too because when you're in eighth grade and ninth grade you know freshman sophomore junior year you're going to be at these showcases regardless yeah. if you want to play high school or college baseball you have to go to showcases at that age so this is going to prepare you what it's like you don't want to go to your first showcase freshman year of high school and you've never been to one because it's almost too late like it is you, yeah, you walk is. in blind 100% and I, I want folks to understand what I'm saying here it's not that I don't believe in the metrics or anything like that I think that all kids should get their metrics right and, and if for anything less than to go out there get what your metrics are today and see if you improved by the end of the season. So get your metrics at the beginning of the season, get your metrics at the end of the season, see what your your velocity was with your pitching, your exit velocity on your hitting, you know, your 60 times, all that kind of stuff. See if you improved and then you'll know at that point what you need to work on in the off season for the upcoming season. Yep, I couldn't agree more. And that's what's about setting goals at a young age is so important. So I'm um, excited to see all these kids out here, guys. Go sign up. Uh, like I said, fifty dollars off. You know, if you do it by tonight, uh, MidwestBaseballRanks.com. You'll see it on our front page. You'll see it in the store. Um, click the link, sign up, and uh, we'll see you over there. Shoot us an email. Let us know you're going to be there, and uh, we'll go from there. But uh, hey, again, yeah, and this, is there going to gonna be any daddy ball going on? Is there any daddy ball in uh, this? There's there's always daddy ball, right? No. Oh yeah, it's always daddy Dude, ball. I, Let's talk about yeah, that. We got to talk about it because I I saw a post and I, I mentioned it to you earlier, so I, I know we had to bring this up here. I saw a post on Facebook and I, I I don't remember who it was. I'm not friends with them or anything. It popped along the business timeline and uh, it was this guy had a, a comment and it was like, "No more daddy ball. This is real baseball." And his kid was eight or nine my jaw hit the ground like we throw the term daddy ball out there so much but if your kid's seven and he's going into eight you or something are we really worried about daddy ball at seven you or i just i don't understand that whole concept of daddy ball you know i look i am i am a coach spoiler alert my kid is on the team no if my kid wasn't on the team would i still be coaching the team Probably not, you know, so yes, I, there is a concept to, and I'm throwing air quotations up here of daddy ball, right? Like I get it, but my kid sits just as much as any other kid on the team. And I think that folks need to understand what, what it is we as coaches with player, with, with kids on our team try to do. I want my I want to put my kid in the best position to succeed just like I want to put everybody else's kid in the best position to succeed right right as a coach as you should and and, and let's not get it wrong Andrew not everyone is like you there are a few out there that do Absolutely. go by this daddy ball but Absolutely. from what I've seen I've I've been in the game for a while now you've been in it for a few years too it's it's rare to me and and, and when it does happen um, it's those teams that maybe aren't as focused you know yeah. so it's like the daddy ball term gets thrown out there when i saw this post i was I, seriously i was so blown away because your kid is seven or eight it was seven or eight they were young i know that for a fact yeah. and yeah. it's like well at seven you there kind of should be some element of daddy ball because the kids yeah. need some comfort at that age right. like it's 100%. not you're not playing for a national championship at seven you i'm sure mark right. paul will tell us all about that right I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. good old mark paul mp3 baby yeah. so 
you, you know, I, I think, okay, for those of you who don't, don't understand what some of these folks are talking about for Daddy Bowl, let me just throw out the, um, excuse my language, half-assed definition of it here, okay? Daddy Ball, in some folks' eyes, is the coach's kid or a coach's kid playing more in the prime spots and prime opportunities of the game than other kids. Okay. Well, let's let's really let's really dive into this. What if that kid is legitimately the top kid on your team? Right. Or just earned earned it. Right. I mean, look, at the end of the day, at practice, I have to be there. So my kid's going to be there. So he's going to be at every practice pretty much regardless. You know, so yes, he does have a bit of an advantage, but but he's also at a disadvantage as well. And I, I want to touch on that. He's got to deal with me 24-7. And we talk baseball 24-7. And there are times where I am a coach 24-7 with him. And I put unneeded pressure on him sometimes in, in key positions of the game. And I don't mean to, but he's already trying to make me happy. Now he has to make me happy as a dad and me happy as a coach. Right. So when he starts hearing people in the background, and I'm, I am 100% saying, not saying that my team does this, okay? Sure, I, give an they example. They don't, yep. they don't. This is 100% an example. But if he starts hearing in the background, oh, he's only playing because his dad's the coach, that adds another layer of stress to him. And it's not fair to him. And if you really look at it, a lot of coaches' kids, and I'm not saying this for any particular reason, but a lot of coaches' kids, they don't end up staying with the game because it is so stressful to them. You know, I think Rick Thorning, who we had on the show the other day, him him and Kim, or I'm sorry, it's coming up. Right. You guys don't know about that. Spoiler alert, Spoiler my bad. Alert. Spoiler so, alert. So he does, they do it the right way. Right. You know, like he he understands that his kid's on his team. He gets that. And all the parents understand that too. Okay? Like just be careful when you say daddy ball. It's it is a forbidden phrase with any sport. Any sport. Right. You know, at the end of the day, I I thought about saying this and I think I'm going to say it is uh I don't and I don't say you i don't know i'm trying to get my words around this here and i don't recommend you saying this but at the end of the day i think your kid or any coach's kid would rather hear this coach sucks than daddy ball right yeah yes because at times right yeah absolutely i'm sure there's times where my son would want to hear man this coach is just a, a big db right right like what in the heck is wrong with this guy? Right. Because then he can sit there and be like, yeah, you know you're right. Right, right. You know? Yeah. But he doesn't right. want the pressure of it. 
Right. He doesn't want that. He just wants to go out and have fun with his boys. Right, right. And yeah. girls, for yeah. girls out there. Absolutely. <laughs> no, I, I agree. And I think the term just gets thrown out there way too much. And, and again, there are some one-off cases where there are, quote-unquote, daddy ball going on. And then, you know what, if if you look within yourself and you say, hey, this is going on, then you know what, leave the program. It's not the program for you, yeah. as it shouldn't be. You know, you don't want to be around that. But at the end of the day, it's okay to disagree with your coach's decisions as yeah. long as you go about it in a respectful yeah. way, have a conversation and everything. And at the end of the day, if Absolutely. you just don't think your coach is a good coach, just say that to yourself. Like, hey, or right. just talk about it with your wife or, or husband. The, this coach, I don't I don't agree with what he's doing. Why are we burning bridges? Right. right. Stop burning bridges. You don't want to do that with your careers. You definitely don't want to do that with kids' sports because guess what? The coach that you are complaining about Openly, guess who's going to be your high school coach for your kid? Right, right. Yeah, that, it's going to be that that person. So don't, don't do it. You could be working for that. Your kid could be yeah. working for this guy twenty five years from now. It, it, you know, it's a little off topic, but you know, recently this past week there was a, a PTA meeting at at my kid's school, and um, one of the topics I wanted to go and talk about, but I didn't do it because my decision i didn't want it to affect my kid um and in in the environment whether it was good or bad it didn't matter but i didn't want to put him in that so i think when we make these decisions we have to make these decisions on what we say involving our kids because this is about our kids so stop making yeah. it about yourself and and, yeah. and do it for your kids because you know again if if you are saying it's daddy ball and your son is johnny and johnny tells the coach's kid stevie and then their friendship may be over that's not fair to them no can i say something controversial here yeah this is what we're all for okay and and to whoever wrote oh, this, am I going to have to not, edit this out? <laughs> this is this is not going to be. This is going to be a generalization here. Okay? It's not going to be politics, is it? It. Well, we'll get into that in a second. No, and I meant yeah. no, no, I meant like we're not talking uh, no. Republican Democrat. No, 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 <laughs> no. You're free no, to no, man, no. say whatever you no, want. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay, so. I would venture to guess 75 to 80% of the people that sit there and claim daddy ball have rose colored glasses on in the first place for their own kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I don't think it's controversial, but. Um, <laughs> I just think, I think that, you know, 75 to 80% of the people that are saying, oh, this is daddy ball, this is daddy ball, well, maybe your kid's just not good enough to be on the team. Right, or something like that. Yeah, I, you know, and I've had conversations with people recently, actually, um, that have talked to me and asked for advice, and um, they didn't mention daddy ball. I, but I could tell they, like, were thinking that, but they didn't, which to me says you're handling this the right way because you may want to say it, and I'm sure everyone wants to say it at, at some point, but you didn't say it. And whether you're beating around the bush, whatever that may be, you didn't. So, like, props to you. I respect Correct. you for handling yep. that that way because it would have been very easy to scream daddy ball, and you didn't. So, to me, that was really cool. Um, I, you know, I just had a conversation the other day about it. So, it was like I, I knew where they wanted to say, and they didn't. So, to me, it yeah. was like, okay, well, you know what? I respect you a lot more. I respect your kid a lot more, the way you're handling the situation. That's what it's yeah. about. We need more of that. Yes, yeah. Stop. Just stop doing it, guys. Just, just stop. It, the coach doesn't need the pressure. Keep it to yourself. Leave the team at the end of the season. 
Just, yeah. just don't because the second that you tell coach, oh, you're playing daddy ball, well then he's going to have that in the back of his mind the entire season, and he's going to sit there and try to try to finagle the lineups and all this other kind of stuff, and it's going to sacrifice everything for the team because of one stinking phrase. Right, and dude, I'll be honest with you. I, so I, I didn't even follow this person. And uh, it just, like I said, it popped up on the, on the business timeline. I blocked him because I'm like, I just don't want to ever see this person come across the, the timeline again no. because I don't have time for that. Your kid is eight. Go enjoy yourself and have fun. And then it will, I'm not even going to That's the, the most concerning post, part about it, right? Like, yeah. like it, you don't hear high school parents go, well, this is daddy ball. Right. You know, like, you don't hear that. Where you hear it is at the young ages. Eight. When they should. Eight. Eight. <laughs> okay. So, there's a lot of states that still do coach pitch. Yeah, right. Eight. Machine how pitch. The, yeah. How in the hell are you playing daddy ball right. at machine pitch and coach pitch? Yeah. Doesn't everybody play in the field? Yeah. Everybody hits? Right. Like... Wait, come on, guys. Yeah. We got to be better than that, please. I know. I'll do it. <laughs> I can't make this stuff up, man. I really can't. I, I, like I said, I, I, I blocked them. I'm like, I'm, I don't hope to see this person. And I, this isn't what I want out there. Eight years old, and we're talking about daddy ball. That's I, I, the know. negative of travel baseball. Yeah. That right. is a negative. We are not here to bring negativity to the show or to the website or to the business itself or to travel baseball there's enough negativity going around in the first place we don't need it on our on our show so we're taking this opportunity right now on this show right here to settle the score it does not need to be brought up there are these are volunteer coaches that are out there doing this on their own free time that are trying to give your kids the best experience and if it doesn't mess with what you want for your experience, then just don't come back the next year. Right, right. And again, I, I, Andrew said everything perfectly. And I do want to say there are cases out there. There are. I I know there are. Hundred percent. But they're they're more rare. I mean, those are yes. the rare ones. It's not the everyday ones that we're talking about. So for those of you that you know think it or have said it maybe once, um, there there are cases. I, I I understand that. But for the most part, there's not. So you know, yeah. forget about that guy. I, just, again, seven eight years just old. Just have man. a conversation with the coach. Like, hey, coach, what do you? You don't have to say, hey, this is daddy boy. You can just say, hey, coach. What does my kid need to do better or work on to be able to put into a position of being able to play second base or first base more often in, in right. big time games? Moving up in the lineup. What do I have to do for my kid? And if your coach sits there and says, well, he's just never going to do it. Well, then it's not the right team for you. But if your coach sits there and, and, and that would that would constitute daddy ball right there right if he tell if he doesn't give you any advice back guess what that's daddy ball right but if your coach sits there and says hey well you know if you want i can come in a little bit early before practice i can stay late after practice i have a good hitting coach for you i have a good catching coach for you i have a good fielding coach for you then it's not daddy ball so you can end that argument right there and that's probably the coach that you're going to want to play for right couldn't agree more I, and, and i'm looking back i think we've probably had i don't know it's got to be close to 15 if not more um interviews with coaches and i think everyone besides maybe joe Ben, no, Joe Benny might have. A, I think Joe Benny's got a kid on the team. I think everyone yeah. um, has a kid on their team, 
and just phenomenal coaches. We, we've interviewed unbelievable coaches with unbelievable messages. And, yeah. I, you know, they, so there's plenty. And we have of, some yeah. unbelievable interviews coming up. Yeah, right. That, right. that they have kids on the team. I just spoiled one a, a little bit ago. Right. You know, like we have unbelievable people coming on that have coached their kids or coach their kids currently. Right, right, and and do a fantastic <laughs> job. It's like so. There, there's plenty out there, and again, you know, most of these people are unpaid and do a hell of a job. So it's like, move on from those people that are throwing those terms yeah. out of there. Like I said, yeah. I, I I don't remember that guy's name, but he won't be coming across the timeline anymore. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, next for sure. Next question. Question I got from uh, one of uh, our listeners out there. A really good question. Um, and it thank was, you for the questions yeah. too, guys. Keep Agreed. them coming. Thank you for the questions. Yeah, absolutely. And we, you know, like I said, we won't throw your name out there, your organization. We won't do any of that. Um, it's all about getting the messages out there, getting our advice. And you may not agree with our advice, and that's fine. That's completely fine. But we're just giving you our experience and what we believe in. Um, but the next one I had is um, should game changer stats be open to the public or should they be private? And I had a good conversation with this person. Um, and I, I love this one. I, I think game changer is extremely important. Um, I, I'm a firm believer in what I'm about to say here is I think game changer stats should be open to your team um, and your families on your team. And I am completely fine with blocking them to the rest of the public, um, you know, as far as other teams looking and everything like that. And, uh, you know, if someone wants to request access, they're more than welcome to. But I believe that your stats should be, um, you know, be able to see on your team and how you compare your kid to others in a hopefully respectful way. Um, you know, but it's good to know where your kid stands because like you talked about earlier sometimes you see it through a blind eye sometimes and sometimes maybe yeah. you are too hard on your kid well he's second in batting average and second in rbis maybe i'm being too hard on his hitting so i think it's important to have the, you know access among your team if you are on that team you know i honestly thought that we were going to disagree on this really 100 percent honestly i thought that you would have said no open it up to the public no, no. Right. I, I believe in and, and the bit. reason that I'm saying that is because, I mean, we do run showcases. We are doing NFTs and stuff, you know, but that's for the kids that want that information out there. Right. Okay. Right. Some of these kids don't want that information out there. And some of these families don't want that information out there. Okay. Now I can see it both ways. I can see where somebody would say, yeah, man, let's open it up to the public and, and everything, and that's fine, you know. Who's who's really looking at it? Well, guess what? There's a lot of people looking at it. Oh, yeah. You know, you may not think it, but there's a ton of people looking. These top okay? teams are and looking at each other's game changers before uh, every game, I guarantee all, it. All the time, all the time. Mm -hmm. And we're following each other, and we're watching what each other are doing in certain games and, and everything else. And I do think, though, personally, I agree with you that if you're not look it's kind of hard to ignore during the game you know sometimes you'll be watching the game on game changer and you can kind of see the stats pop up on game changer but once that game is finished it's finished and the only people that can see those stats are on your team because again especially at the young ages it puts unneeded pressure on a on a young kid it just they just don't need it they right. have enough pressure to do it you know they want to have fun and now 
if you're a showcase team and you are a national team and you're 15, 16 years old and you're trying to get recruited, absolutely open it up to the public because you want scouts to see it because scouts are looking at this stuff too. Okay, you want scouts to see your your stats. So absolutely open it up to the public. But anybody, any team less than high school, I I, I would keep it close. Yeah, I agree. You know, you're trying to hide whatever you can against these teams. Um, but I'm a firm believer that everyone should have access if you're on that team, whether you're the number one player or the number 12 player. Um, you should be able to see those stats among your team. And, and again, it's... It's for yourself. So, you know, you want to be able to know where your kid stands and your kid should be able to know where he stands from a metric standpoint, an analytical standpoint. And it's not all that goes into it, but you need to know where Johnny compares to Stevie. And uh, I think it's important. So I, I think a coach should always give full access to the team stats among the team to the dads and the moms and, and the parents, whoever, whoever it is. I think that's important. Um, and I don't think that should be hidden among the team. No, I, I mean, I, as a coach, I like to be able to see where everybody ranks right. and stuff, see their progress and all that kind of stuff. I, I like to see it, you know, and you have to, you have everybody out there as well, especially at the younger ages, you have to understand that we just have usually a parent volunteer running our game changer. Right, right. So like, they're not going to record errors properly. They're going to miss some pitches, you know, stuff like that. So like. You know, you got to take this stuff with a grain of salt yeah. um, and everything. But I, I would just, uh, it's private between you and the team until high school. Yeah, right, right. Once it's you're in high up. school, you got kids trying to get recruited. So guess what? You're playing high school baseball. Guess what? It's live now. Right. Like you're, everything's public. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. I didn't even necessarily think about that high school level. You're 100% right on that. So, you know, coaches out there, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's your decision. But I'm a firm believer in opening that up for your team. Your team should be able to see everything that's going on. Um, you know, they're they're putting a lot of time into this and effort into this, too. So. That's my stance. I, I think we're on the same page when it comes to that. And uh, I'm glad you brought up the older ages because that's a great point. Um, we shouldn't be hiding things in the 14, 15, 16 U age division because uh, it's much bigger than a, a June game down in in, uh, Indiana, Indianapolis yeah. or something. Right, right. And and let's be honest, if you're a, if you're a big-time national team, you're playing in all showcase tournaments in the first place. So – all your stuff is being recorded regardless so what's the difference right right (laughs) and another thing too though like so you should have access to um your stats and among the team too because you relay that information sometimes to get on a showcase team or Mm -hmm. you know anything like that so you should be able to say hey i lead the team in batting average or hey i'm third in batting average and, and fourth in home runs and second in doubles um you need to know where you stand i think it's important and I, yeah. I hope most teams do that. Um, that's yeah. just my opinion there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. We got another question here. Um, the, the second question that we got from, from you listeners out there is, is there politics at every organization? 
It's a good question. Um, it's a good question. It's a really good question. It's a very broad question. I think I, get, no, I got my answer. I don't think there's politics at every organization out there, but I would say that a majority of them, there's some form of politics. Yeah, so I agree with what you said, but I think there is some sort of politics at every organization, but it, but to piggyback exactly what you said, where it's some sort of politics, um, yes. whether it's just the guy that makes the decisions on practice times or, um, yeah. or hey, this is gonna be how you're gonna run your team. There's different levels of politics. Yeah. So I think it's some, there is some sort of politics at every organization, and some sort. Right, and let's be honest, the word politics really means drama. Sure, Is right. there drama at every organization? It, probably, but some, some drama is gonna be, well, little Johnny just, you know, he didn't, he, he didn't like the way that the lighting was at the facility, you know, or, some drama is going to be well, our owner just is is a complete jerk right like no one likes him so there's different levels of that drama of that politics that you're going to get um at every organization it just come unfortunately that's one of the negatives of travel sports is is that every organization is trying to get as many kids to join their organization as possible and sometimes that gets stressful because they're trying to compete with other organizations to get those same kids to join their organization. Right, and you know, I mean, there's quote unquote politics at everything you do in life, whether it's jobs, school, anything like that. I think, yeah. again, it comes down to these terms that we use. So it's like politics is another term that is, it's kind of like the daddy ball thing. It's, I, I think we need to change the way we say things. Um, yeah. Because I think a better word would be maybe something like, um, is there problems at every organization? I don't even know if problems is the right word, but I think that's more... Yes, there's right. problems it's at just, every organization. Yes, there's drama at every organization. Right. Yes, there absolutely is drama at every organization. You're going to have one team that's better than the other team, that that team is going to want more practice time. So they cause drama to get their more practice time. So yes, like that is a well-known, that is a fact. Right. It is a fact. Right, you can't get away from it. So, you know, for those that are at certain programs that are, you know, kind of like fed up with certain things, um, you know, maybe there is more going on there than other programs. Absolutely, yeah. these some of the top organizations, yes, the quote unquote politics are very little and very little things that affect your kid. Um, so yeah. it's like I said, maybe something practice related or sure. uh, business related, uniform related, the little, little things that's, that's the type of things that these top organizations may run into. The good organizations will squash the drama instantly. Right. And it will hardly ever get back to you. That's what the good organizations, the good owners will do is they will they will drop that in a second. Right, right. I agree. Yeah, I think, I, yeah, it's about be not having that power had the power trip. I think that's important um, to making sure you guys are still staying on the same page. Um, you know, everything from the the owner all the way down to the nine U coach. Um, yeah. You know, being on the same page and being able to just talk like men and women at the end of the day, talk like adults. Uh, I think that goes a long way. Right? <laughs> it's incredible what talking can do. Everybody is so concerned with texting anymore. Stop texting. 
Okay? Yeah. Text messages come off the wrong way. Heck, I would even prefer an email over a text message. Okay? But stop texting. And you know what? One of the good rules of thumb is 24 hours, man. Give it 24 hours. Yeah. You know, I, I, I put a rule in place. Um, it was a five-day rule. If if my, if my I didn't agree with my, my kid's coach on something, I would wait five days before having a conversation. And, you know, I have a great relationship with his coach and a guy I really like and we get along really – I'd consider him a friend 100%. But still, th- those moments happen where you just want to – you just want to, like, let it off. But – I'm telling you, nothing good comes from having no. a conversation with a coach right after a game or a practice. Nothing good. No, nothing, nothing good. Right. Nothing good. I mean, heck, I mean, me and my coaches were just having a whiteboard session on on bunk coverages, and we openly disagreed. But you know what? We didn't do. We did not disagree in front of the kids. Right. Good point. The kid, I I ran the way that I wanted my bunk defense to go because I was the head coach. And at the end of it, my assistant coaches said, uh, I don't know, I probably would have run it this way. Well, great. That's that's great that that's how you would have ran it. Unfortunately for you, I trumped that. So this is how we're going to run it for right now. And if it doesn't work, we'll switch it up. Right, right. Bringing forth, you know, conversations and being able to give their advice and you take it in. It's important. So you, you didn't just tune it out right away. Right, and never bring it up in front of the kids. Never bring up the the quote-unquote politics in front of the kids because that's just going to give them a bad experience themselves. Right, and another thing too, control your emotions as a yes. coach, uh, your facial emotions, your facial expressions, because kids see that, and that's more damaging sometimes than um, words because kids like to run with things. So if you yeah. roll your eyes at the other coach, well, Johnny's going home, and uh, it's not going to be, oh, coach rolled his eyes at him. It's going to be coach muttered something under his breath, and, you know, it, the story builds and builds and builds. So yeah. control those uh, eye expressions. I'm, I'm, a big, yes. I'm big on my eyes, so I <laughs> you can read me. Yeah. Um, like a book sometimes so it's like you gotta be able to control that it's important that's what your wife said too she said it's just his eyes i I swear to god she's all the time she's like well you blinked more and i'm like what are you talking about she's like you blink when you're mad and then you don't talk about things so you're like sheldon cooper you start blinking when you get nervous yeah exactly i blink when i'm mad and so these kids pick up on it man i say it all the time these kids are so much smarter than we think they are um because they pick up on everything out there when it comes to this baseball let's be honest they pick up on the stuff that they want to pick up on they pick up oh, on yeah. everything stuff. but they pick up on the stuff that they want that it's just like listening they they hear everything but they listen to the stuff that they actually want to listen to <laughs> hey austin go pick up your room what go pick up your room what okay hey austin go play your xbox for five hours okay right right <laughs> all, all the juicy stuff I, I dude i'm telling you like when i hear recruiting stuff going on my kid and knows about the recruiting just as much as I do because of he overhears things because that's like juicy stuff he wants to know right Mm -hmm. so they pick up on the little things and if a coach and another coach are disagreeing and stuff I guarantee you they're going to pick up on it quicker than anyone out there because it's it's juicy man it's TMZ right me me and my coaches have our coaches meetings while kids are at school yeah right (laughs) that's smart just they're not home 
So we're going to have our phone call while the kids are at school. That's smart. Yeah, it's, it's good advice out there for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> oh, man. So, no, we appreciate all those questions. We got more coming up. Uh, I, I, you know, I love getting those questions, man. It's, it's, it's cool. It's rewarding. You know what I mean? It's like people are coming to us to ask us questions, yeah. advice. I think it's really cool. Um, I did want to give a shout out to, I had a guy who, uh, whose kid was on our showcase team the past two years and um uh, he's our he's our catcher and he, he pitches a little bit he's a good pitcher and uh he didn't he didn't have anything else besides the fastball so i worked with him all what past three months before we went to florida and you know we worked on a slip pitch you know which doesn't um um you know doesn't do anything to your shoulder or anything like that it's kind of like curveball but doesn't mess with you so he worked on it he worked on it he couldn't get it down completely before florida it wasn't ready yet so he didn't pitch in florida um and his dad texted me yesterday and was like man he's got that pitch down you know thank you so much you know so it's like those it's so rewarding like people coming to you for this and the same goes for uh you know people sending us questions it's just really awesome it is. Hey, let me ask you something on on a pitching aspect. Yeah. While while we're there, when do you think sliders and curveballs should be introduced into your pitching? I was hoping you wouldn't just say that because I think that's going to have to be a full on episode, man. <laughs> that's a long conversation, and I think that's going to be. Um, we might lose some viewers. We might gain some view or listeners and lose some. That one's going to be a tough one, man. Um, and we're going to hold off right. on that. Just Wait till we get more listeners. Let's hold listeners. off on it. Because I, I started teaching my kids a cut fastball, which is it's all it is is it's, it's a slider grip, but you sure. don't break your wrist. Right, right. You don't You don't snap your wrist through. So it's you still throw it like a fastball. Right. And it still slides. Right. Yeah, no, I know you what know, you're talking about. So I'm just kind of curious, man. May, and maybe it's one of those things we got to get Nate Smith back on the show with us and stuff since he was a pitcher and everything at Ohio State. You know, maybe maybe we bring him back on the show and get his into input from it. Yeah, it, it's a tough – it's really tough at this age because I feel for these coaches, man. You're going down to these top tournaments and – if you're just throwing fastballs and change-ups, you're going to get hit, and you're going to get hit hard. So it's like, yeah, right. I don't know, and it's a tough conversation. Again, we'll, say, we'll save it for another show, but I just I went to a tournament this past weekend, and I saw 10- and 11-year-olds throwing 75% breaking balls. Oh, yeah. You're and I'm, sit, I'm sitting there like, man, at 10 and 11, oh, I'm yeah. not trying to do that to their arms. Yeah, I know. It's, it's tough, <laughs> so, but you, you go to these tournaments, and that's – I don't know. It's it's tough, man. Like these top <laughs> tournaments, that's all you see. It's all you see, and if you don't have yeah. one, it's you're not. You're, I hate to say it, you're just not going to win. Yeah. Like I don't know. It's tough. Yeah. That, that's, yeah. a, we'll, that's a whole. We'll save episode. it for another show. That's a whole episode. Let's get more more listeners uh, first, and then that way, if we lose fifty from an episode or gain fifty, <laughs> we'll be all right. <laughs> well, I have a feeling that we may disagree on that. So I think that if anything, we'll keep our listeners. Just because one of us is going to be right or wrong in their right. eyes. Right. True, that's a good point. Yes, yeah, so no matter what, we should disagree. So at least we keep the brand here. <laughs> so we'll, we'll take that one offline and we'll, we'll figure out our answers. Uh, no, speaking of that, though, while we're laughing here, I did. We did get a kind of a fun question from a listener, and uh, you know, these are these are awesome to get to because we're so used to you know asking them to everybody else, but. Um, 
The question I got was, let me see here. It was, after a game or a tournament, do you prefer to go with your kids to get ice cream or pizza? And what is your favorite either toppings or flavor of ice cream? Oh, man. That's such a great question. I can tell you my kid's answer would be ice cream. And he'd be getting the extra large ice cream sundae with with hot fudge and Ooh. whipped cream, but with sprinkles, no nuts and no cherry. Okay, that's no what cherry. he get. No cherry. He don't like cherry. Well, he'll get the cherry, but give it to his sister because his sister likes cherry. Oh, what a what a kid! You're, so, you're raising him yeah, right. I'm trying, man. <laughs> I'm trying. Me personally, though, I'm Italian. I go, I go with the pie. Going with I go with the pizza. I, I do, and and when I, when I get that, boy. I, I love green olives. I love so- the sausage on it and onion. Oh, you like the onion on there, huh? Yes, uh, the red onion though. It's got to oh, be okay, red right. onions. It okay. can't be. It can't be the yellow onions. It's got to be red onions because they're sweeter. Okay. And if I'm getting it, it's coming from Jets Pizza. Jets Pizza. We got a couple of those up here, but I mean, in Michigan, that's probably the best pizza you guys got. You guys don't have it like us uh, over here in Chicago. We so. have Pizza Populous up nah, here. Oh, come on, man. You know you can't <laughs> compare to Chicago when it comes to pizza. Oh, man. Yo, we have we have Pizza Populous. We have Uno. We have <sighs> we have Buddies and all them. Nah, it's all right. It's all right, pizza. But nothing like up here, man. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going with the same answer. I'm, I'm a pizza guy. I love pizza. Um, you know, I love my cheese pizza. Our, our sauces, stomachs but, say it too. Oh yeah, our, oh, our yeah. guts, our guts clearly say. Just wait till you see us on YouTube. No. The screen's not gonna be big enough for both of us. Uh, our listeners are probably going. <laughs> These guys will get pizza and ice cream. Who are they kidding? <laughs> but I, I'm throwing a little twist in it here. I love my cheese pizza. I love my sausage pizza, but I'm going with... If you with, say anchovies, I'm leaving no, this show. No, okay. no, If you no. say pineapple, I'm leaving no, this show. No, don't. Come on, okay. man. I'm from All Chicago. Right. We can't do that. <laughs> uh, I'm hitting you with this. Either the barbecue or buffalo chicken pizza. Oh, you... Okay, so now you just hit a chord. California Pizza Kitchen, and I know this is I've a chain it. pizza place. Yeah, all right. The barbecue. But you have got to try their jerk Ooh. chicken pizza. Ooh. It is phenomenal. My wife hates pizza, <laughs> but she will eat the jerk chicken pizza. Really? Jerk chicken pizza. Jerk chicken. Oh, it's is it a frozen fantastic. one or like at the restaurant? No, you gotta go to the restaurant. Okay, okay. So it's got a the bar it's kind of got a little bit of a barbecue sauce mixed okay. with jerk seasoning so it's almost like a sticky barbecue sauce yeah and then this the chicken is jerk seasoning and it's got onions and it's got peppers and it's fantastic oh, kind of like a teriyaki taste almost or no 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 it, okay. it definitely tastes it's got a kick to it but it's definitely more leans to the barbecue side 
All right, I gotta try so that. So by the way, California Pizza Kitchen, I just gave you a shout out. We'll take that sponsorship. Yeah, we gotta stop giving free shout outs, man. <laughs> I, I emailed the, the other company. We're not even gonna give them any more shout outs until they email us back. The C, the C, it's a CR word. I was gonna say the C word, but that's not a good thing to say. So the CR word, uh, the CR word, the things you wear on your feet. Um, we're not gonna talk about them anymore until they send the, us a That happens a check. to be a reptile. Yeah, right, right. Until they send us a check, we're done talking about you. <laughs> Whoops. Don't yeah. listen to our next show then because that seems to be a question we ask yeah. all the time. Now. I'm just going to start bleeping it out, man, at this point. <laughs> I, we can't keep giving them free ads here. We're giving them free ads every episode. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, man, I we I get the most feedback from that damn question every week. Every so, time, every, man. Every so week. we have to ask it. We I have know. to ask it. Every right? week. Like, everybody wants to know. I, I, I swear to God, I had a text message tonight two hours ago from um, my, my guy, Coach uh, Phil Lederman over in Bartlett, and he's like, hey, man, I was a couple episodes behind. I just got caught up and listened to the last five episodes, and he's like, I love the, the CR word uh, conversations. He's like, I love them. I always wear them, but I would never wear them on a diamond. <laughs> uh, dude, I... I, did, I don't know if I brought this up on a show or not before or if I just texted this to you. Yeah, you texted to me. I know where you're going. Yeah. The loafers? Are you kidding me right now? Yeah. They, what was it? What brand was it? Was it Sperry's? Yeah, I think it was. That was Sperry. making them now? Yeah. Like, come on, guys. Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah. We're stop. In the, the, I, it stopped the madness. I don't know. I think we're in the minority here, man. I think uh, we're in the minority. But I'll I'm, gladly be in the minority then. Yeah, we're not talking. Well, well, it depends, Andrew. They send us a send us if some they stuff. Send, here. If they if they send us some 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 sponsorship uh, checks and some free CRs, yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll 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 rock them for them. Yep, well, we'll be the biggest fans. I'll, so. I'll be shoveling snow with my with my six foot wide dining table and everything, just pushing yeah. snow down the down the driveway in my CRs. Yeah, well, you'll have the little clips on them, like uh, Tabor had on them. That's uh, right, yeah, <laughs> the snow blowers. Right, you know? right. yeah. Speaking of that, uh, we'll bring that up, actually. Uh, so we're going to have Coach Tabor on with us uh, probably once every three weeks, every month, um, you know, just talk baseball. I, a lot of people loved his interview. He loved the interview. Tabor's a great guy, man. I, I think he'll be um, a good third voice here for, you know, like I said, once a month or something like that. Just uh, yeah. people get sick of hearing me. I know yeah, that they, get, sure. they get, they get, well, they got sick of hearing you initially and then they brought <laughs> yeah. me on. And so they're getting yeah. sick of hearing both of us. Right. And so we got to bring somebody else on. Next, hey, Mark Paul, you're probably next here in a couple of months. So yeah, just, well, you know, March start 100%. clearing your calendar. Yeah, yeah I agree. <laughs> so we got a lot of big things coming, man. So uh, I think we'll get Tabor on with us next week and uh, excited to get that third voice. Andrew, you'll be, like you said, you'll be liked again because then they'll start to dislike Tabor in a couple of weeks or in a couple of months, uh, right? Yup, yup. <laughs> and we'll just keep the, keep the vicious cycle going. Yes, yes. You know? yeah, keep I'm, the vicious cycle going. I'm looking forward to having him on. What I'm more looking forward to, to be completely honest with you, is I will be out of town next week oh yeah, so yeah. we'll have to record our show early in the week because i will be unreachable for a little bit yeah, so i don't want to talk about that man you're enjoying some sun uh, aloha yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're really picking it up over there 
that's my kind of that's my kind of state, baby. They have a word for hello and goodbye, and it's the same, same exact word. word. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Nice and, and lazy. That's the American way right there, man. Absolutely. Aloha, aloha. Yeah, all right. Keep it simple. That would confuse the hell out of me, though, for being honest. I was, are you leaving or going? Saying hi? I don't know. Oh, man. But, no, man, I, like you said, we're getting closer to the season. Um, you know, we're going to be reviewing um, our schedule for our 11U, 12U tournament. Um, that's going to be an awesome event. We're going to do it live on YouTube. Me and Andrew uh, host it, and it's going to be cool. We got some things we're working on for it. We're going to be asking for a representative from each team on the live stream with us. And you guys are going to see who you're playing live and everything. That's going to be cool. Another thing that, you know, just we're doing things different here. We're, we're mixing it up and that's what it's all about. We're trying to be different, man. Right. I mean, this, that's the goal. We want, we want to do things the, the right way. What's, what's fun about being the same? <laughs> nothing, nothing. Right. I agree. That's what. That's why we're doing this. <laughs> I'll just end it with that. There's nothing fun with being the same. Sure isn't. No, I agree. What that, you just. That was it, man. I don't even know how to respond to that. Drop the mic. Drop the show's mic. over. Go follow us on Instagram. <laughs> follow us on Spotify. Like, leave a review, leave a comment, visit the website, uh, Instagram Midwest Baseball Ranks, Facebook Midwest Ranks. Guys, leave us a review. Make sure you like us, guys. I'm telling you, it goes a long way. We appreciate those that have left comments and everything. Uh, we appreciate everything. So we'll be back next week. And uh, like Andrew said earlier, we got, we got lots more interviews coming up. That's for Exciting sure. Exciting ones. Oh, yeah. They don't stop. We, we keep bringing them to you. And whoever you want to see, let us know. But get those questions into us for next episode. We'll be glad to touch on some more. And those that we have not answered yet, we will get to them for sure. All right. With that being said, we are out. Let's hop into our interview right now. It's got special guests on the line with us. Um, Josh and Greg over at No Doubt Showcase. Uh, just this is an interview that uh, you know I was looking forward to, and then once I got to know these guys more, uh, it's one of my favorite interviews. Just, just awesome people, and uh, in this for the right reason. That's what this podcast is about. I keep saying it over and over again, but that's what we're trying to do here: is get good people on. And these two guys uh, just. Blew, my, blew me away. They what they're doing. Uh, they're in it for the right reasons. They've been involved in the game. They've played the game and everything. So it's a great episode. If you guys want to learn anything about um, recruiting, uh, the showcase that they do, you know, playing in college, this is the episode for you. So um, enjoy this one. But uh, the interview is uh, sponsored by Beast Mint. You guys know all about Beast Mint. We're teaming up with them for our Midwest Baseball Ring Showcase. Beast Mint is the future for all your needs in the NFT world. Uh, if you don't know what NFT is, ask your kids because they probably know about it because it is the next next biggest thing here. Uh, transforming elite athletic performances into the metaverse, the NFTs, earn, collect, and flex. Guys, check out beastmint.com because the cards are awesome. Watch the video on, on the front page. I'm telling you, watch that video because if you don't know what an NFT is or you want to learn more, that video does a fantastic job. So you'll see it right on the front page, but check them out. They got the OG cards, the Hits Different card, the Kid K card, Moonshot, Tourney Champ. So you're going to see them all. So uh, go check them out right away, beastmint.com. With that being said, let's hop over into our interview right now.
Hey everybody, welcome back to the show here, MidwestBaseballRanks.com. Uh, we have a couple of special guests with us, another another duo joining us on the show here today. We have Greg Sadowski and Josh Simonis from No Doubt Showcase up here in Michigan. Greg, Josh, how you guys doing? Doing well. Thanks doing for having really us well. on. Good, good, good. Hey, real quick before we jump into the questions, can each of you kind of tell tell us what your roles with uh, No Doubt Showcase uh, is there and what your what your background is with it? Yeah, definitely. So we actually have a third partner as well, Matt, who couldn't be here tonight. Um, but uh, myself, um, I focus on, you know, finances, marketing, um, a lot of uh, more of like the day to day business focus. Um, and uh, I, I'll just speak for Matt. Matt, uh, he handles more of uh, the back end uh, website showcase uh you know, uh, communication with college coaches, um, and, and, and kind of like, uh, operations set up for the events. And then I handle more of our, uh, tournament side of, of our company, as well as, um, the softball branch of the company, um, too. Okay. And, and Greg, correct me if I'm wrong. You guys are, are associated with U-Triple-S-A? Your yeah, so I'm the I'm the high school state director for U-Triple-S-A in Michigan. Um, I've been I've been the the director now for about four years. So I'm sorry for about six years. I apologize. So myself and Jake Hornbacher work together uh, regularly to you know set up our tournaments and try to uh, you know put great experiences together. And uh, most of, if not all, of our no doubt tournaments that we run are sanctioned with U-Triple-S-A as well. That way, um, you know, we can give we can give all all the guys that come to our tournaments the best experience possibly can, whether it's from a no doubt perspective or from a U trip perspective. Okay, okay, and I think that that's great. I I think being associated with U SA is probably the key to travel baseball. That's your sanctioning body on most of these tournaments. So um, definitely check these these guys out at No Doubt Showcases. Here, um, they're all over the place. You know what? What made you guys kind of start doing the No Doubt Showcase, and and your what what was it about about this, and and kind of go into detail about what No Doubt the Showcase is actually? Yeah, so I'll I'll just kind of speak from uh, my perspective, and then there's a lot of overlap with with Greg's perspective. I'll hand it off to him after, but. Um, a little bit about my background. I have uh, coached high school baseball um, and uh, summer ball uh, for for quite a while. I then started coaching at Wayne State, where I was running the infield, working with hitters and and, and outfielders. And Matt, uh, he was actually my roommate at the time. Um, we played college ball ball together, um, and uh, he was kind of doing the same thing. He was coaching high school baseball. He was coaching summer ball. Then he was uh, coaching over at Lawrence Tech. And then he uh, was coaching at Oakland University. And um, he and I had always talked about doing something like this. We, um, coming up together uh, uh, before we met uh, at Rochester, now it's university, was Rochester College back then. Um, we were two guys who were, um, passionate about baseball, 
we really wanted to play at the next level. We weren't really sure exactly how to go about doing that. And I think as far as uh, from a resources standpoint, a knowledge standpoint, um, and just an overall guidance on how the process works, which it is a pretty, you know, it's a pretty extensive process to try and, you know, uh, get yourself, you know, seen by college coaches. We didn't really have all of the information, but we were blessed to be able to have the opportunity to, to play together at Rochester. And then from there, um, you know, coaching, you obviously go to different camps and showcases. Some of them are, are run really well, great experiences. Some of them, there's room for improvement. And it was always something in the back of our mind that we wanted to help as many athletes as possible when it came to the recruiting side of things. And then we actually got to know Greg um, from, you know, the summer ball circuit and, uh, you know, Greg's a high school coach as well. So we connected over, over the years at, at a couple different points at tournaments and, uh, Greg, you want to take it from there? Yeah. So I think kind of going along with what Josh said, um, one of the reasons that when, when, when Josh and myself and Matt connected, I think one of the reasons and one of the ways that we, um, that, that we connected the most was we weren't that that we weren't that top athlete right we weren't we we knew that we weren't going to uh, have those those top opportunities whether it was from a financial st- standpoint with our you know with our families or whether it was from a talent standpoint so when we thought about starting no doubt we start we thought about the ability that we could that we could give kids the chance boys and girls any kind of player the chance to show up at a showcase and perform in front of colleges and, and, and just have a, have an awesome experience, you know, for us, for us from, from day one, it, 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 we've, I can't tell you how many times we've said the word experience over and over and over again, because, um, you know, there's a lot of other companies out there that are similar to ours. Right. And, uh, the one thing that we want to do at our showcases is make sure that the, that the, that the, the the boys and the girls the players that show up at our showcases turn around and walk out of there feeling like this like they did something different here you know what i mean i felt more comfortable here this was this didn't feel like this like super intense crazy you know uh thing that um that everybody else has been talking about kind of so i think when we des- when we kind of designed our kind of our mission statement and and, and the plan behind behind no doubt that was one of the things specifically for the showcase perspective that we wanted to make sure that we um that we stayed true to whether we grew slowly and organically or whether this thing you know blew up you know blew up across the country no matter what it was it's something that we wanted to make sure that we stayed true to the thing that speaks most to what to me what you guys just said is a couple things here um you guys did you played this in the game for a while and a lot of people get involved in travel baseball and stuff that have you know no clue of what what it, what playing the game and being involved is so i think you guys nailed it with that response and to me that that roped me in right away and, I, and i'm glad you guys led with that because it's so important people sign up for random stuff and then you get there and you're like what what, what are we doing here what's going on so i think you guys nailed it with that i think it's so important um in your mission statement that you just talked about too really cool um you know it wasn't like hey our goal is this we're going to bring in a bunch of money blah 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 that's not what you guys are looking for here you talk about the experience it's so important so i'm glad you guys led with experience versus like hey this is what we do blah 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 i, I appreciate that answer it was an honest answer and 
Uh, that's what it's all about. We need more of that in baseball. <laughs> yeah. You know, talk about, you know, what you've been able to do to grow this thing. You, you guys, how long has this been in business for? You know, I, I don't think a lot of people out there may have heard about it, maybe outside of the state. Talk about some of the colleges that you work with and, and stuff like that. Like w promote your product a little bit here. How long have you guys been doing this for? Well, we started up uh, 2020 because, um, it was just, you know, the pandemic hit and we were all very aware that this is like never more relevant, uh, than now to where kids need video coaches couldn't go out to see them. They were relying on people that they trusted to give evaluations and to help promote kids. Um, you also look at the fact that, um, the transfer portal is completely stacked. Guys are playing for longer than ever. Um, junior college is loaded right now and I'm not sure, you know, how much you guys have been paying attention, but you know, gap year baseball is, is very relevant right now and is rapidly growing around the country. So I think for us, it was just the perfect time to, to try and reach out and help as many kids as possible. So really 2020, uh, we started up in just the state of Michigan. And since then we've been able to, you know, run successful, events in Georgia, South Carolina, uh, Kentucky, and, you know, all over the state of Michigan. And, uh, you know, we have a lot more planned for this upcoming summer. And uh, it's, it's just been a blessing. Honestly, it's been an organic grow. We've been able to uh, network really well with college coaches, like, you know, with the college coaches all talk, it's a it's a small world. Uh, when you do things well, uh, that gets passed on to other coaches and, uh, guys want to get involved, you know? And, and a lot of times it was like, you had a guy come out to an event. He had a great time. Hey, you should try and host something at my place and let's get something started here. And, uh, so a lot of the college coaches were really helpful, um, with expanding and they continue to be that's, um, we always say we're, you know, a company that's founded by college coaches for college coaches for kids who want to play at the college level. So, um, you know, that's, that's a huge piece for us that the connection with the college coaches and making sure that we're, you know, taking care of them and giving them an equal seat at the table. We value the division one coach just as much as the Juco coach or the NAI coach or D three or D two. It doesn't matter to us. Uh, we want you to, uh, be able to find players, uh, we want you to have an equal seat at the table um, and we want you to be able to work with guys and, and, and pitch your product a little bit. You know, we want you to be able to talk to kids about your school. Maybe you haven't heard of. So I think, you know, that's my long winded setup, I guess, of saying that it's been an organic grow. The college coaches have been a huge uh, component of that. And uh, we're just blessed to have the network that we have and we're looking forward to adding on to it. Yeah, I think Josh did a great job of kind of uh, handling your question, question, Andrew. One of the things that I think has kind of been one of our highlights, one of the things that's been that's that's helped our 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 program grow is is um, you know last year we hosted our uh, an event at Comerica Park, and uh, there's not too many there's not too many companies out there that are that are hosting you know events at at professional parks, and 
it was one of the things that as um, as owners of the company, we always we've always wanted to do. We never thought we would be able to do it as fast as we did. Um, but we had about 175 uh, high school kids out there. And I think one of the coolest parts is we had 100, 100 10 to 12 year old guys out there, too, that that we ran through that we ran through a camp. It poured on us at the end of the day. But I think that was one of the things for us that that gives us a little bit of um gives us a little bit of relevance in, in the community uh there's a there's a lot of companies like us out there um but what we're trying to do things that that set ourselves that set ourselves aside and, and, and make us make us different than um than than everybody else you know we don't we don't want people to lump us into the same category as all the other guys out there right we want to want to try to always make make things and make changes that 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 make us different you know and uh yeah. I'll, I'll say sorry about that but no uh, you're good I'll just say, you know, I had a college coach come up to me one time. He said, I'll come up, come out to all of your events. He goes, I love what you're doing. You don't have to take out a second mortgage to go to one of your events. You know, it's, it's realistically priced because you want guys to be able to come out and, and go to multiple events and get their name out there. So I think that's a huge piece of it too, that, uh, we're coming out and, and we're charging what people should be charging for these type of types of experiences. And, uh, we're not coming out trying to overcharge people. So I think that's a a huge help to the expansion of what we're doing. Yeah. You know, uh, two things from the, from that whole ring, a string of comments there is, is the first thing your, your last thing that you just said, Josh, like you guys are in it for the right reasons. You're you're trying to get kids to play college baseball. It's not really about the money for you guys. You know, you guys could charge what these other events are charging and players will still show up, but that's not what it's about for you guys. You guys want to give opportunities to those players to, to get free college and and play baseball for as long as they possibly can. And on the same side, you're trying to get these smaller colleges, the, the recognition that they deserve as well, by letting them showcase what they can do for that player too. And I love that. And the second thing is, is you guys like, I know like Greg, you trip is starting to ramp up with the upcoming season, scheduling your, your tournaments, Josh, I know that you're super busy. You guys got families, you have, you have other things that you're doing here, you know, but you still find time somehow to run this stuff. Can you explain to our listeners? I don't think a lot of our listeners understand the behind the scenes of what goes on with scheduling these events, scheduling tournaments and stuff. Can you explain a little bit all the hard work that actually goes into this stuff? Yeah, you don't, uh, you don't get a lot of sleep. (laughs) That's the short answer. Uh, you know, I love, uh, Gary V he's one of those guys that just from a business perspective, he's great. And he's always like, what are you doing from 7 PM to midnight? What are you doing? You know? And I think that for us, it's not really, you know, being overworked. I think we really love this stuff. Um, and I mean, we're, we'll, we'll be texting until one 30 in the morning, like pretty regularly about things that we're working on. You know, we always find a way to, to get in the planning time that we need necessary. Um, you know, during, uh, certain periods, the summer, the fall, it's a lot more travel, um, because, you know, you're out of state and you're doing, you know, coverage and you're doing all this different stuff. It's definitely seasonal, but I would say like on the back end part of things, um, Matt puts a ton of time into, um, 
uploading headshots and videos and like that process takes hours just right there um and and preparing the budgets and you know making sure the college coaches and the kids are all in the same on the same page for the communication on we'll just call it game day you know whether it's a tournament or or showcase or camp or whatever we're doing so there's a ton of just communication that goes into that and set up uh from a tech standpoint Justin is huge. Uh, he's, he's, you know, employee number one and he's the guy that jumps in and will really get us prepared, like clipboards, radar guns, batteries, like he'll jump in and make sure we're ready to go with that. And, and from a, you know, logistics standpoint, there's a ton that goes into that. You don't want, you don't want to be forgetting your batteries when you're out on the field, you know, for your radar gun. So it's just tons of preparation, uh, you know, packing two of everything. And then, you know, from a business standpoint, I would say, um, it, it never sleeps. It just continues to grow. You're always looking to be creative, get outside the box, you know, look for continuing to look for people who have like-minded goals so we can partner and, and, and grow this thing and help their programs. And then, I mean, Greg, you, you could uh, write a whole entire book about, uh, tournaments and yeah. softball. <laughs> yeah. So I, so I, I think when it comes to the tournament perspective, right. Um, you know, we, we always, we always joke that, you know, for us as directors, the, the tournament is done by the time we start it, right? By the, by the time day one of the tournament goes down, most of our work as a, as a director is done. You know, now, now we just get to sit there and input scores and watch games and, keep, and, just, and just make sure things are running smoothly and people are enjoying themselves. You know, but, but just the, the thing, the, the, one of the biggest things for us when it comes to showcases and when it comes to tournaments is, is, is connecting with with coaches connecting with parents connecting with people um and one one of one of the things that we that we really try to pride ourselves on and we really try to do as much as we possibly can is communicate um i think when it comes to tournaments especially communication is 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 something that's i mean it's it's like gold you know what i mean if as as a coach as a, as a parent um you're relying on that director to give you a, a every possible bit of information that you can, you know, um, I know one of the things that, that myself and Jake talk about all the time is, you know, people sometimes, you know, give us a hard time during tournaments about all the emails that we send them, you know, but at the same time, every single one of those emails is for a purpose, whether it's about a rain delay or whether it's about, and, and then you get the, well, what, you know, when are we supposed to come to the field? Well, I don't know yet. You know what I mean? I'm looking at the sky in the field, just like you are, you know what I mean? So it's all of those things, you know, that are constantly moving and constantly going. But I think, you know, when it comes to just the planning and the preparation, like you said, it's just constant communication, not only, on on tournament day and before you know but with the coaches with the grounds crews with uh with people that are working sites um you know making sure that you have enough balls making sure that you have trophies making sure that you have awards um you know uh you know for us at a lot of our events with no doubt we send all of our uh we send all of our schedules out to college coaches in the area so typically in 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 michigan in the midwest if we're hosting a big event we'll you know i'll 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 take our database of college coaches and I'll send every, I'll send them all an email and just say, Hey guys, you know, we have these teams coming out. This is the schedule. If you, if you want to pop in, you know, pop in and, uh, and we do get quite a few, quite a few coaches to stop in, you know, can we guarantee that a guy's going to be there? It's, it's almost impossible, right? You never know what their plans are going to be for the weekend. Uh, but we do get a lot of guys that come stop in and watch, watch, uh, watch kids play. And, um, 
yeah, like you said, the preparation is, is tough, but um, it's something that's just a, a constant grind. I think the word grind is a word that that Matt and Josh and myself use all the time, you know, and it's it's a it's a it's a um, it's a it's a grind that you're that that doesn't really feel like work. Right. It's a, it's a grind that you want to do. And um, and that's that's kind of why. I think that's why things have grown for us and that's why we've been able to build what we've built in the, in the two years that we've been doing it and uh looking forward to you know grinding more with with uh with the guys and and, and with more people as we connect with more people yeah i think the word grind is perfect because it, it, it all the little stuff that goes into it, it's so important you talk about the over communication um you, you guys are just normal guys and like I, I think that goes a long way you guys get it and um you know like i said this first couple of minutes is like eye-opening to me because this is what we need we need more of this in travel baseball we're sick of the money grabs we're sick of the people that just get the signups and hey go have fun good luck um you need more of this communication more of the organization uh so grind is perfect i love that you said that um uh, you know so we're focused on baseball you know uh, you know that's our main focus but i love talking about softball too because these girls deserve the recognition too they deserve to have these opportunities you know so we may have some softball listeners out there some softball parents kind of dive into what you guys are doing on the softball end also well, I'll tell you this, from a softball standpoint, we, uh, being baseball guys, we knew that softball was going to be big because um, there was definitely some good options out there for baseball, um, some different camps and some different opportunities and tournaments. But, you know, softball, there's still a lot that could be developed uh, for the softball community. And there are some very talented players um, that – I think when it comes down to for baseball and softball, like it goes down to both of the, uh, both of the sports need this more education on how to be recruited. And I think getting that out there is going to be huge. Um, you know, the softball, the softball girls are super passionate. They are talented. Um, and we have absolutely loved working with them. They're super professional. Um, you can tell a lot about a player by the way that they carry themselves and, and how they do what they do in between the drills and how they act during the drills and the girls, you know, they, they take it like pros. Um, and you know, we, we love working with them. We're excited. We've been able to work with uh, the finesse program and the bat busters program. Um, you know, just, over the last month or so we've been able to do some video days with with their talented players and that's been a great start um we've met a lot of great coaches and a lot of great girls through that and it's just going to grow from there but greg you can dive into the specifics yeah this this summer will be the first summer that we really start getting into uh getting into softball we didn't want to start both at the same time just because it would have been too much uh we didn't have enough we really just didn't have enough bodies right to be able to do all those things um and uh, since baseball is growing as organically as it's growing now now i'm kind of switching a lot of what i'm doing in into the softball world um having a lot of connections at the high school level from coaching at high school um and then just having friends that i know that 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 coach at the high school level um at the, the high school travel ball level um we've really been able to just kind of watch and learn for a while to see what the you know what the game was like and and we're really excited. Um, I've been I've been in communication just in the last two or three weeks um, with college coaches from Florida to Alabama to to 
to Ohio to to Pennsylvania. Um, we're we're hosting a we're hosting a showcase um, this summer at St. John's. Uh, or um, at St. John's in, in New York, we're, we're, we're planning on hosting another one at, at um, um, Seton Hall in Pennsylvania. Uh, we, we have connect, we, we've, we've connected with, with a, a load of other coaches and that doesn't even include what, what we have kind of already established and what we're planning on doing here in Michigan for our girls. So really what we're trying to do for softball is give those girls the same opportunities that, that our baseball players have. And I think that right now the, from a tournament perspective, those girls can, they can go all over the country and play in top notch elite tournaments all over the country, just like baseball players can. Um, But what I really feel is that there, there isn't that, that one kind of key program, right. That, that really can showcase all these girls and, and to be honest with you, our goal is is to be that one key program when it uh, nationwide, you know, for uh, f- for the for the softball world and for the softball girls, um, starting with showcases and then working into camps and 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 showing them an experience and 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 opportunities that you know that that the boys have been getting for years and years and years. And I think um, softball coaches are awesome. I mean, these the, these coaches are they're willing to travel, they're willing to work, they're willing to, to come to showcases. They're, 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 they want their, they want their sport to grow and, and to be elites just like, you know, just like all these other, um, just like baseball and some of the other college sports out there. And if you get a chance to actually watch some college, college softball games, these girls can flat out play. It's exciting. It's exciting. It's Josh and I were just talking about it talking about it earlier today it's it's a fast-paced game the game moves the pitchers are amazing you, you know what i mean it, it's a it's a great game to play and i think the more that we get it set up on a national uh, you know nationally with espn picking up games and, and, and these other programs starting to pick up more and more softball games it, softball's huge already but it's going to grow it's going to grow exponentially down you know in the next couple of years too some of the yeah the going to see in the dirt come on the softball field yeah 100 there was there was that that video of i can't remember what college she played for it might have been texas where she just she was a pitcher she laid out or she was yeah. third baseman came in and crashed a bunt laid out got the ball threw it over to first and it's a double play and it was like an inning ender and it was it's like oh crap like i wouldn't have been able to do that no it, in my best days. So. Yeah. His college World Series was awesome for the girls. Same opportunities and the same chances yeah. that, the, that the boys do, you know. And so, and, that, and that's, that's our plan. That's our goal. Our goal is to give them that opportunity and give them, the, you know, give them those chances. That's great. And, and I think it's what we need. And even for the baseball side, too, we need to keep growing that aspect of it. You know, kind of when we look at our business, Midwest Baseball Ranks, it's, it, it sounds very similar. Like my goal was to um, give them that AU basketball platform. I don't know if you guys are familiar, but the travel basketball world and basketball is unreal with videos, scouting. It's like a whole nother level. And I don't know what it is when it comes to baseball. We just don't have enough I don't know, good people doing it, um, you know, and it sounds like that's what you guys are doing with all the videos and the colleges being involved and everything. It's so important for when it comes to that. Right. 
Uh, you know, next question I got for you guys, uh, you know, you, you've talked about what you guys do and everything, you know, kind of talk about, you know, you talk about the advantages already, but you know, what's, why should people attend your event? What's the, you know, the stuff that's not on your website or not in a video or anything, kind of those hidden gems about your events? Well, I can tell you this, uh, no matter what event you go to, like Greg said, the communications there, um, you know, we're going to make sure, you know, you know, where you need to go, what station you need to get to or what, what your field is. I think that goes a long way. I think uh, parents and coaches and players appreciate that uh, no matter what tournament or showcase or camp. Um, I will say this at at all of our events, you will probably learn something, you know, even even the tournaments. I mean, we're there to educate um we're, you know, our, our 14U tournament that's down in Adrian this summer, these guys get to play 14U baseball at a college field. They get to have that experience. They get to come out the day before and they get to take BP on that field. Um, so they get to feel that out. We'll build them an, a profile and it's just their hitting uh, and their exit low, but they'll get to see what a, a profile looks like. This is all for free for the players, just for, you know, you enter into the tournament, you can come that first day um, and your team will get a time slot where you get to field on that field and you get to hit BP um, and, and maybe speak with a college coach or two might do a little recruiting talk. Um, but, you know, that's just on top of playing the games at the tournament. So, um, you know, that's just one example of something that we do that's extra, but we always try to provide, an extra something to it. You know, it might be media coverage where we're going to go ahead and get videos and tag you and you can then use those for your recruiting process. Um, you know, when you come to a showcase, um, you know, there's going to be an educational portion to it. There's going to be, you know, recruiting talks. There's going to be, um, that, that atmosphere is going to be electric. It's going to be fun. It's going to be loose. And we're going to try and educate you on what you're supposed to do before you just go into it. Um, so I think those are the, the big things that, you know, set us apart. Um, and I think Greg, you drove it home though, with the communication and, and, and just trying to, um, trying to create an environment that these guys look forward to being at and want to come back. Yeah. I think one of the other things that we focus on at our showcases that, that, that I really like and I, and I think is, re is really important is um, you go to showcases all the time and you see seven, eight, nine, ten of almost like the same baseball player, right? He's their, their exit velos are, are very similar. They're there. They're, they're their metrics are all, are all there. Um, one of the things that we really make sure that we focus on before our events um, is, is telling the boys, listen, these guys that are here, these coaches that are here watching this, they're watching everything you do, you know, and they're looking for that. If, if you're the same guy metrics wise as the kid next to you, but you have, you have energy, you're, you're talking to other guys, you look like a ball player, you carry yourself like a ball player, you know, you're, you're building up other, you're building up other guys, um, it's it's something that I think that we try to instill in these guys as they're going through this showcase process. That listen, these coaches that are here are not only writing down your your scores, right, or whatever, writing down your your metrics. They're watching the way that you carry yourself while you know while you're here. If you kick a ball, 
what do you do? Are you moping back to the line that, you know, are, are you hustling back? Are you working? Are, you know, th those kinds of things. Um, and then we also try to do our best to make our showcases as, as light. I mean, they're intense, right? They're, I mean, kids are performing in front of college coaches. We have a video camera stuff, you know, stuffed on them, you know, all these things, but we try to make them as, as, as light as possible. We always have a guy in the line with the boys, you know, kind of encouraging them, telling them good job, you know, um, just trying to make things, um, a little less stressful, you know, in, in more, um, just more of like an everyday kind of a practice type, you know, it's kind of practice type atmosphere or even like a camp like atmosphere when it really boils down to it yeah you know you guys i think you guys are nailing it you know just from the 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 aspect of your tournaments you're, you're trying to give them a complete experience you know you want them to understand that hey like this is the, we're going to do all these videos for you guys and everything like your 14U tournament coming up, you know, you're talking about like, Hey, yeah, I mean, you might get talked to by a couple of coaches and do a, a full recruiting pitch with the coach. And then as far as your showcases go, you're, you're, you're creating the complete experience for them there as well. You're, you're teaching them that, Hey, this is, this is almost like your SAT prep here. Like this is, this is yeah. that class right now. That, that we're prepping you for what you're going to see when you go out to a tryout, when you get out on the field. These are the types of questions they're going to ask you. This is what you're going to, this is what, how you need to be. You know, it, it's about creating the complete person, the compute, complete young man, young woman, when, when it comes to this stuff, because they're now going to be out on their own. Um, they're not really going to have mom and dad there as a crutch anymore. Um, they're going to college. So I, I appreciate that as a father, that there's people out there like you and companies out there like you guys that, that are able to do that for, for our kids. Thank you. Yeah. I think it's extremely important. And, and my next question was, you know, kind of the little things that go into recruiting and, and I'm glad you brought it up, Greg, of, you know, kicking a ball or little things like that, not hustling. It's so important. You know, kind of talk about what else goes into recruiting, you know, it, talk about the parent aspect, uh, um, how the, the kid carries himself, um, you know, it, does organizations matter or coaches matter? You know, what are the little things when it comes to recruiting? Well, I'll say this, um, just because <laughs> we could have a whole nother segment just on that. Um <laughs> Uh, for, you know, anyone listening who wants more information, uh, check out our YouTube channel because we just have uh, tons of interviews, sit downs with college coaches. And, um, you know, you, you will find a ton of uh, good content on there that will help you out. Um, and, you know, so that being said, I guess if I was just to give a real quick, which I usually do the recruiting talk with college coaches, um, you know, uh First, can you afford to go to that school? Uh, that's huge. Second, are you talented enough to go to that school? Slash, do they have the degree path that you're interested in? Um, you know, are you willing to travel out of state, or are you going to narrow yourself down to you know staying in state? And really, we start out. Let's just say you know you're talented enough, you can afford, and you want to live in a scenario where there's you know a hundred schools, and then well only 10 of them have the major that you want. Okay. And you're, you know, now you're narrowing down what, what you're looking for. And I think that that's a, a lot of recruiting, you know, is 
we want guys who know what they want and it's okay. We understand that you're young and, and your desires are going to change, but um, you know, what you don't want is someone who uh, you know, I coached in, in downtown Detroit and sometimes that could be a culture shock for a guy who had not maybe thought that through or experienced that or, you know, vice versa. You got, you know, tons of schools that are, it's it's a McDonald's in a cornfield and, you know, culture shock for guys, you know, who maybe didn't think about what four years, you know, in, in those environments would be like. And I think it's just really it's all about considering each of those details and understanding that they play an important role in your recruiting process. And I think that, um, you know, from a personal standpoint, from a kid and parent um, standpoint, that those are probably the most important things to consider. Um, from there, you know, obviously it helps to play for good programs that play good competition. And I think that's a big piece of it. Um, you know, but I'll say this. Uh, if you're if you're the starting shortstop on a pretty good team, you know, I'm not, I don't care if you win or lose that game as a college coach. When I come to see you, I I care, you know, if it's, if it's a blowout, I'm going to be kind of bummed, but as long as it's a pretty competitive game and you do your thing and you shine out there, in my personal opinion, it's better to be the shortstop on a pretty good team than to be, you know, the guy playing, you know, left bench for uh, some team that's traveling nationally, but you never get playing time. So I think those are all things that are really important to consider. You know, what's your role on that team? Will you get the opportunity to play and get better to showcase your, your skills? Because that's really the most important thing in my opinion. Yeah. I think kind of going along with, with, with what Josh said, I know Jim, you had mentioned, you know, the, the, the program you play for, the team you play for, um, you know, co- college coaches look at summer ball. They also look at high school ball too, right? I mean, a lot of us always think in our heads, it's, it's the summer ball, it's the summer ball, it's the summer ball. The, we talked to college coaches all the time and, and they want, and they want to see these kids play in the high school atmosphere, right? Playing with their peers, playing with kids that aren't all, elite right or 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 kind of i mean you're not picking the cream of the crop from all over the you know all over an area you know um you know how how do you how do you respond to that those those types of things um and and i think uh when it goes along to coaches and programs i think it's important for for parents to do their homework right when it comes to the teams that they play for um You'll never hear me talk down about any program. I mean, I don't know enough guys in all these programs to, to, to talk down on guys. You know, I've been coaching at the high school level for, for eight years. I've been coaching travel ball for almost 15 now. Um, but one of my big things when I talk to parents and when parents ask me questions is, is make sure you do your homework, not only on the program, but on the coach that's actually going to be in the dugout with your kid, you know, um, what kind of experience does he have? Um, we hear the daddy ball thing all the time. I know dads that are really good coaches. I have to actually lump myself into that category now. You know what I mean? I have a, I have a 14 year old coming up and I'm like, okay, daddy ball. Right. But at the same time, I, I, you know, I am the kid's dad, but at the same time, you know, I don't do things like a lot of other guys do on the field, but, um, you know, I, I think it's important to do your research, make sure that you find, a good summer ball coach that fits your son or daughter's, 
you know, style, you know, it, it, it might not be a playing style, but just the, their personality, you know what I mean? Different guys, it, different coaches, men and women rub kids different ways, you know? So it's, it, it's important to, to make sure as a parent, we put our, we put our kids in, in, in the best position. Um, and then when it comes to a program as a whole, um, certain programs have better names, of course. Right. But a good coach, as we get at the, at, at those higher levels, is going to do the things that they need to do to help their kids get recruited, right? It doesn't matter if it's my first time or not, right? I'll, I'll be able to send that email to the Wayne State or send that email to so-and-so and help my kids. But I'll be honest with you, and Josh will be honest with you too, at the same time, if it comes from somebody that we know in a program that we know, it, it, go, it does go a little bit further, right? Um, but at the same time, you, you still want to have that person be able to help your, help your son, you know, along the road. Um, I'm, I'm a big advocate for just not going out there and playing for the best, you know, the best team at, at all times, you know, typically those best teams at all those levels, you know, if you're seven, eight, nine, ten on that list, you, you might be finding a new team next year, you know? So it's, it's, it's different, you know, for every kid and every position and every parent and every player. Um, but you know, it's, uh, I think it's it's really important as a parent from a uh, from a perspective. Now my son is getting into that 14U range, where now we're starting to look at okay the showcase tournament, the the showcases, the 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 you know the backyard tournament, right? You know, like where do you play? Why do you play there? Those are all questions. As a coach, we need to really do our uh, do our jobs and do our research and do our due diligence, right, to make sure we're putting our kids in the right positions too. So, so I guess what I'm hearing is is a couple of things here as far as as far as coaches and parents go here is first of all, um, parents don't. It, it's not always best to have your kid be the best player on the worst team, and it's not always best to have your kid be the worst player on the best team. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, those two can kind of cancel each other out. Where you want is a good natural fit to where your player is good to be right in the middle of that category so that he has some um, some drive to keep on working hard and, and keep on going with it. And then the other thing that I kind of hear is, coaches, if, if you don't know how to reach out to these college coaches, find somebody that does. Yep. It's, it's going to help your players in the long run. Is, is right. that fair to say? Yeah, yeah I think it's important. And, and I think one of the things that, that, that Josh and I uh, and Matt really focus on is um, we hear about teams traveling all over the country, right? Um, Michigan-based teams, Chicago-based teams, right? Illinois-based teams traveling all over, I mean, all over the world, it seems like, right? To, you know, to kind of chase baseball and chase tournaments. And I really feel like in most states, um, it uh, most of our kids are going to play, most of our kids, and I'm going to say most 80, 90% of them, right, are going to play baseball in Michigan or in Illinois, right. Or, or at least in the Midwest. Right. So, you know, when, when we're, when we're planning tournaments, I think it's important as coaches um, to, to make sure you stay local enough, right. That coaches can see your kids in their own, in their own back, in their own backyard. You know what I mean? 
um, out of state tuitions are always more than in state tuitions, right? So I think it's real. I think it's really important when it comes to um, when it comes to setting up tournaments that that you spend you, at least you spend a few weekends at least in the summer at home, you know. You know, maybe, you know, for us in Michigan, maybe you're playing in maybe you're playing in the, in, in Saginaw, maybe you're playing in Flint, maybe you're playing, you know, in, in Canton or or, or the state. But you're, but you're giving your boys a chance to show at home, you know, um, and then a couple of times, a couple of times a summer, maybe maybe you get out, you know, you get out of town and you go to a Cincinnati or you go to a Indiana, you go to a Grand Park or something along those lines. But I really think it is important for for coaches out there to understand that most of your players are going to play more, more locally than, than you think, you know, um, we've seen it, we've experienced it. We know as coaches and as kids, as kids that have gotten recruited, um, you know, you, even as, you know, as, as, as you see those Twitter feeds, you know, I'm, I'm happy to say I'm committed to where, where are most of these kids in Michigan committing to, you know, they're committing to other schools in Michigan, you know, Northern Indiana or Northern Ohio, stuff like that. So I think it's really important that we give kids opportunities to stay home and play at home too. That's a really interesting take that you have yeah, there. Great you point, know, yeah. Cause in, in travel baseball, we're, we're ingrained in the fact that we have to go to Florida and Georgia and California to play in all of these big time showcase events and you're right 90 percent of these kids are going to end up playing for alma college playing mm-hmm. for Fasaginal valley state playing for eastern playing for madonna like that's where these these kids are gonna end up playing so that's a really interesting take that you have there so i i appreciate you bringing that up um because that's now something that in the back of my mind when we get to that level it's it's there and it's ingrained in me but let's let's kind of talk about colleges here you know like let's talk about the hot topic of nil here a little bit are are you guys anticipating any type of effect on the recruiting process when it comes to nil specifically in the baseball world i know nil is really big in football right now that's where all the talk is but Baseball players are getting some of this money as well. So how do you think that this is going to play itself out now and in, in the future? Well, I I think um, you can learn a lot about a program based on a simple Google search. And I think that, um, you know, as far as NIL is concerned, if I'm a player who is at any level has some type of following, which by the way, you know, you don't you don't have to play super high end division one baseball to have a good following. Um, you know, Max, Max, who works for us, has one hundred and fifty thousand followers on TikTok. He plays Juco baseball. He just signed with, um, you know, Madonna. Uh, so, I mean, it's you know, it's not, you know, just guys that are um, are, you know, that 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 top tier guy. I mean, it helps to be there, but. I think when it comes to NIL, um, if you're a guy who, you know, wants to try to build your own brand, I mean, look and see what, what that college is doing on their social media. Uh, what, what's their media team like? You know, how are they going about promoting their players? Do they help get guys to the next level? And, um, you know, I think those are all definite factors. Um, what, to what extent, we'll find out. But I think if you have a good personality and – 
you understand how to use social media and, you know, you have a following, I think at any level, you know, companies will be wanting to work with you and you're starting to see where uh, a couple of guys I follow, you know, whether it's like TikTok or Instagram or whatever, you know, I'm seeing them come out of college baseball and getting jobs with the MLB and with college baseball and, you know, their influencers and their guys that are, you know, going out there with summer teams and like, it's, it's incredible. You know, I mean, look at, look at what like the Savannah bananas have been able to do. Um, <laughs> I mean, they're, they're like, you know, top tier. Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> they're hilarious. So I, I think it doesn't really matter, matter what level. I think if you're, you know, willing to put yourself out there and you're a positive influence, I think that there's always companies that are going to be willing to work with you. I, I think it's going to have a factor, but I think starting out, it'll probably be a little bit more of like a personal, like one-on-one, you know, what's your brand like? Um, And then I think as it gets a little bit down the road, like what is your college willing to do to invest in you to build your brand? Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think with base, with baseball, it's going to be, um, you know, like you said, Andrew, it, it, it's it, it's not going to we're not going to see the doors like blow off this thing like we did in, like we did in football, you know, um, football and basketball at the college level is kind of in its own world. Right. Compared to all of all of all of the sports. Um, I think it's going to be really geographical when it comes to the to, to NIL stuff and NIL money and things like that, that the boy that boys and girls are going to be able to get. Um, but I do think it's going to be out there, like Josh said. I think it's going to be available. And I think it may change. Um, it, it, it may change the game, but I think it's going to take a little bit of time to, you know, for that to happen in, in the in the baseball community. You know, we can already see us changing the game in the in the, in the football community, right? But right. when it comes when it comes to baseball and when it comes to softball, and I think I'll be honest with you, I think it might actually have a bigger impact than softball. Yeah, I was just about to say than, that. Yeah. yeah, I think it's going to have a bigger impact in the softball world than it does in the than it does in the baseball world. Quick, quicker. So, do you think, like for instance, like a Vanderbilt? Vanderbilt football is no good. We all know that they're awful. They are known for their pinstripes. You know, they are known for their baseball team. So, do you think, like Vanderbilt, for instance, like a Kumar Rocker that's leaving to go to the pros because he got drafted? Do you think that they may be able to bring in some money to maybe entice him to stay? that one extra year, like, do you think it'll ever get to that point? Like for a Vanderbilt specifically? Um, well, I think what we'll see is we'll see brand specialists uh, start to work with programs. I think that will be like a title, just like assistant coach or like operations guy. I, I think you'll see like a marketing guy or, uh, you know, a team brand specialist. Um, you know, I think when that happens, it'll become a lot more real for those players as far as the decision, should I leave or should I stay? I think for baseball, specifically for pitchers, you always have to consider arm health and um, you need to evaluate where you're at physically and mentally. And, and, you know, if you're ready, uh, you know, position players, there's, I think, you know, obviously there's a little bit more leeway with that. I think sometimes when it comes to health and stuff like that, um, but 
Um, it definitely could be an influence. I think if you're uh, enjoying where you're playing, you're competing at a high level and you're motivated to come back to win and you can still secure a paycheck. I think that that would be, um, you know, obviously it's, it's more than they have had in the past when trying to get guys to come back. So I think the only way it could go up is up uh, as far as retaining players because they haven't had this tool in the past. Yeah, recruiting all day, and I, I I think our listeners love talking recruiting too. So, if you guys are interested, having come on again for a recruiting show, I don't know if it dips too much into your business, but um, I would love to set up like an hour just talk recruiting. But <laughs> we could talk more about that. Um, you know, next thing we kind of do with our guests here, we like to have a little fun here, we'll lighten the mood, and uh, ask you guys some fun questions. Uh, some hard, some easy, but we're gonna have a little fun with it. You guys ready for it? Sounds good. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. We'll have each of you guys answer. Uh, we'll start with Josh and then go over to Greg here. Uh, so first one I got for you guys. Um, if they made uh, sunflower seed gum, would you guys have it? <laughs> <laughs> if they made sunflower seed gum. So are we talking gum that is the flavor of sunflower seeds? Yeah, that salty uh, flavor. Yeah, but it's a gum. Yeah. But it's cool. Everyone likes it. Everyone's posting about it on Instagram and everything. So, I mean, do you got to try it? That's the most baseball thing I've ever heard. Yeah. yeah. yeah oh, I'm try- oh, I'm trying it. I'm definitely yeah. trying. Without, I don't. Think, I don't think any baseball person could could say they won't. They wouldn't try it, right? It would, would you? Like, that's a, that's a different story, right? But I mean, shoot, how many of us sit in the dugout with with seeds in our mouth for out? I mean. Yeah. You're literally sitting with a salt lick in the in the in your cheek for hours and hours. And a lot of the fields, you can't even have the seeds anymore because it's all turf fields, so they don't even allow you to have it. Yeah, that is true. Well, if you're not sneaking them onto the fields, you're not trying hard enough because it, it could be done. <laughs> Just try Brian, to clean them up. Your ears. Plug your ears. You're a tournament director. You can't right, hear that. Yeah. No, yeah. no you're, coach is sneaking any seeds. Oh, into a water bottle. Just put them in the water bottle. <laughs> Eating fees for that's the problem yeah right right you can spit them <laughs> in a water bottle uh next question i got for you guys what is a better meltdown was it george brett with his uh pine tar or was it uh terry collins with your asses in the jackpot <laughs> uh terry collins probably i yeah you know, I, honestly i i'll tell you one of my one of my favorite like i don't know if you can call it a meltdown but just like going off is uh Augie, Augie you know, is coaching. Yeah, that's one of our favorites, probably. Oh. Just like if we were in a fight, I wouldn't have to tell you how bad you got beat because you'd be in the hospital with your jaw. <laughs> 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 I would, I would actually, I, I think I would lean towards the George Brett. Just watching, watching how fast he went from zero to a hundred when he when he lost it was. Yeah. That's something special that just as a baseball player, I think we've all been there, right? Like, like you just absolutely there's something, something that triggers you, right? That you just lose your mind. <laughs> yeah. All right. I got a couple here for you guys. Would you rather at one of your tournaments be the umpire or the grounds crew? <laughs> We're the grounds crew at every tournament. I was going to say, I'm both every week. I'm, I'm Okay. Okay. Yeah. Let me, let me alter the question then. All right. Would you rather be the umpire or the security guard that's got to yank the parent off the field? Yeah, yeah. There. <laughs> I would. I would say uh, 
you know, honestly, we have really good parents for the most part. They come out to the tournaments. We really haven't had any issues. Um, you know, I think that guy would probably have a pretty easy paycheck at uh, at ninety percent of our tournaments. Yeah. So I'd I'd be the security guard for sure. Those umpires work hard, man. They were they work really hard. They go game after game, and uh, it's it's a tough job. I umpired for like four seasons um, when I was growing up. When I was like fifteen, I umpired in little league and and the little guys and all that. And it's a tough job. I've done I've done a a lot of things as an umpire um, behind the dish, out in the field, all that stuff. I mean, those guys work. Yeah. I, and I, and I think one thing I just set segue real quick as, as a tournament director, um, you know, f- for all the parents out there, um, you know, those guys get beat, they just get beat up they, they get beat up all the time. And we're short, we're short on players everywhere. It doesn't matter if you're in Michigan. It doesn't matter yeah. if you're in Illinois. It doesn't matter if in, in the, in the reason why we're short on players everywhere is, is because, is be is mostly because of parent issues. You know what I mean? It's just relentless, relentless people. Um, you know, one of my big takes as a director is just, just, just enjoy your kid, you know, enjoy the team, enjoy the weekend, enjoy the, enjoy the experience, you know, and, and these guys are going to make mistakes and sometimes they suck. You know what I mean? It, it, It is what it is. Right. But, um, you know, being an ump is tough. It's really, really tough. You know, you're not, they're not professionals. They're just out there doing their best, you know, but, um, I would, you know what, when it comes to, uh, you know, uh, personal interaction, um, you know, like, like I said about that George Brett thing, every once in a while, you tend to lose it pretty fast. I'd probably stand behind the rake. It might be best for me to kind of hold my tongue and, and you know what I mean? Just, I'll, I'll stay behind the rake and, and, put, and push some water around. <laughs> I don't blame you. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. 100%. 100%. Okay. Are you a socks and, cro- a socks and Crocs guy or a socks and slides guy? Oh, socks and slides. Greg already knows this. All the guys from socks and slides all summer. Yeah. No, no Crocs. That's not my thing. If if I put socks on with sandals or Crocs and tried to walk out of my house, my wife would probably chop my feet off. So, <laughs> all <laughs> right. With that being said, yeah, then not happening. My- <laughs> with that being said, if you <laughs> if you had to coach in socks and Crocs at third base. Would you still coach every day of the week? Every day. <laughs> is is it going out in my socks in in no Crocs a choice? Or, or nope, no? nope, nope. I, I I'd go. Yeah, I'd go out there. I, I would go out there for sure. <laughs> I'd be embarrassed, but I would go out there for sure. <laughs> hey, chopping your legs off—not the worst thing in the world. With all the snow and everything, so hey, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, I could actually set her outside. She'd help me out. She'd help me out. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. A uh, couple more for you real quick. I have two more for you. Uh, does ketchup belong on a hot dog? Oh, oh gosh. Typically not. <laughs> me. I I mean, it has. It has ended up on a hot dog <laughs> But I'm more of a first of all, I'm more of a kielbasa guy. You go to you go to a Tigers game. You want you know the sausage with the peppers, and and that's a pure mustard thing. No ketchup on that. I I would have to say that I I am one of those that breaks the the unwritten hot dog rule and puts ketchup on my. 
That's okay. Yeah. I you do too. What? I'm from Chicago and must, try to must, kick me out. Must be catch up, but you know. Yeah. Me too. So one thing you guys got to try that has been brought to my attention is barbecue sauce on your brat. Oh. Hmm. I'll give it a I don't I'm know if I can get away from the there. mustard. Yeah, yeah. You got to go sweet baby rays, though. You can't go fire pit. <laughs> we're 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 not going fire pit. You got to go sweet baby rays. <laughs> yeah, right. you heard it first, Andrew's re- recommendation there. Now we got to try it. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, last question we got for you guys. We like to kind of wrap up the show with asking this question to all our guests here. Um, for each of you guys here, what's one moment in baseball that you'll never forget? Whether it's you guys playing, whether it's watching, coaching, whatever it is, that kind of one moment that will stick with you forever. Mm, a good one. Um, you know, I don't know if it's like one moment as much as it's just a series of moments. Um, I love, I absolutely love traveling with the guys, uh, whether that was playing or coaching or, and now with no doubt, I mean, there's nothing as fun as, you know, hopping in the car, hopping on a flight, rolling out into, you know, a new area and, and just having a great day, whether you're playing or hosting an event and like, I think honestly, what we do with no doubt, it keeps us in touch with that inner player and that inner coach a ton because that's really what it's like at that level. And and we work with some of our best buddies, and we just get to keep rolling out and talking baseball and and traveling and experiencing new things. So like, I guess for me, I can't summarize it down to one thing, but I would just say like traveling, experiencing new fields, and like just going and, and just kicking butt whether you're playing or coaching or running an event. Like that's just the best feeling in the world. Yeah, I think that's awesome. And I, I know for I know for me, um, you know, coaching for as long as I have now, I've I have, you know, 23, 24, 25 year old uh, players that I still communicate with, you know, that, that you teach, you coach them when they're 12 and they're 25 now and they're starting to get married and they're starting to and they're calling you on the phone and telling you about their job that they just got and all that stuff. So it's a cool. I mean, those things that Josh talked about, those experiences, um, are really cool. But I think, I think the one thing for me that I'll probably will always be, you know, with me in my head, um, is my freshman year at Rochester college. Um, we went down to Florida for spring training. So it was our first spring training kind of first college spring training experience. And, um, our coach surprised us and we played against the blue Jays, uh, rookie single a um team we went to dunedin where they where they uh where they had their spring training at the time um i actually played um at rochester with uh ernie witt's son taylor and um and he hooked us up and we got to play against these you know these pros and it was one of the it was it was just one of the coolest experiences just as a ball player as a young ball player for me to step on the field with these guys that, I mean, they're all just, they're all freaks of nature, right? These guys are the best of the best, the cream of the crop, you know, yeah, they had, you know, top draft picks that were playing and things like that. And uh, just to kind of get out there and, and, and run around and, 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 and try to throw them out and stuff like that. It just, it was a really cool, really cool experience. So that was probably one of my, one of my baseball, one of my many baseball highlights, but um but probably the probably the biggest one I'd say. 
Yeah, I love it. It's it. I like the combo answer there of you know playing and then just the the outside baseball stuff. It's it's just cool, man. It's just all the little things that go into this great game. And that's what it's all about. It's uh, uh, very rarely do we get an answer like oh that home run I hit or something like that. It's just like all the little <laughs> things that go into it. So it's awesome to hear these different experiences. And we've never had like an answer like oh we kind of heard this before. It's always so different. Uh, so that's why we love asking that question. Uh, but we appreciate you guys hopping on, Greg, Josh. I enjoyed this, man. I look forward to. Uh, you know, you know, following what you guys are doing, this uh, just everything you guys talked about was really cool to me, and I, I think it speaks volumes to obviously us, but I think it'll speak to our listeners that you guys care, man. You guys are in this for the right reasons, um, and you guys are all about it, and I think that's so important for what we need. So we appreciate you and everything you uh, you know brought to the table. You know, like I said, I'd love to have you guys on again and just do a whole show on recruiting. I don't know if that dips into what you guys are doing too much or whatever, but that's something I'd love to do, or even do it in person or something at one of your events and just kind of you know broadcast or whatever we need to do but um again guys go check them out uh at no doubt showcase.com go check out their youtube like you said uh definitely check out those videos and everything it's important but we really appreciate you guys hopping on with us here yeah thanks a lot we really appreciate it too and anything that we can do for you guys just let us know man we'll, we'll be we're more than willing to help absolutely we appreciate it we'll, we'll stay in touch for sure and uh definitely set something up again for the future yep you got it, guys. Sounds good. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys.